If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to Such a Lady. And I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new dropping by, welcome to your new toxic family. Cop squat, get comfortable, make yourself at home because you can't sit with us, okay? You you absolutely can. If you are checking back in, welcome back, fam. Thank you for coming back each and every week. Thank you for being a Sal and just thank you for being you because you're dope. But you already know this because I tell y'all this every week. So thank you and thank you again. Um, this week, such a lady of the week is Tanisha Simpson. Yay. You know what I need? One of them little clap buttons. I'm going to find that. Until then. It's called improvise. You work with what you got. So congratulations, Miss Simpson. And our business, Such a Lady of the Week, is Classy Kids LLC. (laughs) Where fashion meets fun. Owned by Crystal Lucas. If you are looking for the cutest clothes for your little ones, definitely check them out. Um, If you have a business you would like us to shout out, birthday, or you just want to feel special, let us know. We're here to serve you. It's not the other way around. I couldn't do this without y'all. So listen, definitely. If, 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 If you want to shout out, just definitely just send a message to us or find us on social media. I promise we're not that hard to find. Um, but let's get to the toxic because that's what y'all are here for, right? All right. This week's toxic story is a little crazy. And I say that because there is a whole legal team. There's a whole community that has been convinced of Linda Cardi's innocence for years. Now, if I'm being honest, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let's just start at the beginning. (coughs) Linda was born in St. Kitts and migrated to the United States in 1982. Linda, like the rest of us, well, I won't say the rest of us. Linda, like a lot of us, had her rough seasons. She had a daughter out of wedlock And not that that's a bad thing, but at the time, Linda said that her family wasn't happy about that. She said that she can definitely feel that they treated her different, and they kind of pushed her to the side. Um, So she, she felt the effects of having a child outside of marriage. For a little while, Linda was a school teacher, but she wanted more for herself, so she went back to school for pharmaceuticals. Linda said that one day on her way to school, she was raped. And during this time while she was being raped, she became pregnant. Now, based on the way that she was treated when she gave birth to her first daughter 
and the way she became impregnated with this baby. Linda said that she just knew she couldn't keep the baby. Um, She couldn't treat the baby as if it were her own. She couldn't love it based on the, um, you know, the way that the baby was conceived. And I can understand that. Um, She said she didn't believe in abortion. So she made the decision to carry the baby to term and then put the child up for adoption. After this happened, Linda would try to go on and live the most normal life that she could in spite of everything she had been through. But begin, but Linda started getting in trouble with the law. Right. So in 1992, Linda was charged with auto theft and impersonating an FBI agent. <laughs> Linda was in these streets because what do you what do you need to be doing that you need to be impersonating an FBI agent? It's still in a car. I'm just saying now we didn't all done some stuff, but Linda like just took it to the top. Like she wasn't like, I'm going to start with petty theft. She was like, no, I'm just going to go all the way to the top. I'm going to skip the door. I'm going to skip 200 and I'm going straight for the glass ceiling. I'm just going to forget being a police. I'm going to be an FBI agent and forget stealing some candy. I'm going to steal a car. Um, yeah, so yeah, Linda Linda was about that life. But instead of going to jail, Linda was sentenced to be an informant for the FBI. Right. For ten years. That was her that was her that was her sentence. She was sentenced to be a informant for the FBI. The police stated that they needed an informant that spoke with an accent and one that they felt could be trusted. They thought that they found that in Linda because Linda would go on and say that she helped seize thousands of dollars that had to do with narcotics. She said that like she was that person. Like if ever there was, if you looked up the the GOAT informant in the dictionary, Linda was that person. Like this is what Linda was telling folks. Now the FBI doesn't, confirmed that that really happened, but they did say that she helped make two arrests until she herself (laughs) was arrested on drug charges. So the informant got in trouble, but I noticed that that's not very uncommon because, you know, once you start living that life and you see how easy it is and you get in too deep, then you kind of lose track of reality. And sometimes it does happen where, you know, that person gets in too deep and then they start believing that they live this life that they don't live. Now, I don't know if that was Linda's story, but I do know that she got in trouble behind that. After that happened, Linda's life is pretty quiet um, after the arrest. And that made me pretty happy, you know, because we all go through our seasons where we do stuff that we're not too happy about. You know, we wish we could make different choices or not have done this or not have done, not have done that. So I was happy she sat a town set a tail down somewhere. You know what I mean? I was happy. She was like, let me take care of my family. And she ended up meeting this man, Jose, who she fell in love with. And she wanted to start a family with him. Now, although Linda had a daughter already, she didn't have a child with Jose. And it's different. You know what I mean? Not saying she didn't love her baby, but she wanted to have another baby. And this time she wanted to have one with the man that she felt like she was going to spend the rest of her life with, Jose. 
Linda would go on to tell Jose that she was pregnant, but when Jose would ask to go to the appointments with Linda, she always said no or came up with a reason as to why he couldn't come along. So it was a huge surprise to Jose when Linda told him that she had miscarried the child that they had created together. And I mean, it had to suck. I mean, although he wasn't able to go to those appointments with her and he wasn't able to, you know, be present um, during those moments, he still felt the loss of a child, just like Linda did. And so they had to come together to grieve the loss of this child that never they never gave birth to. Um, and it was hard for them. Linda would tell Jose that she suffered from two other miscarriages. But by this point, Jose states that after the first miscarriage, he didn't believe that Linda had gotten pregnant again, let alone miscarry two other babies. He thought she was lying. Right. I'm just saying, like, how you how you be with somebody you don't believe when they tell you that they're pregnant? Right. But by this time, the relationship between Linda and Jose was rocky and Jose was already checked out. So it didn't matter that Linda was coming up with these these pregnancies because Jose was done. But in a final attempt to save their relationship, Linda once again tells Jose that she's pregnant, but Jose leaves anyway. He's like, I understand. I get it. But I still can't stay. Like, this is still not good for me. And so he chose himself, and I'm proud of Jose. Go ahead with your bad self. Um, It doesn't appear that when he left, he left angry or upset. He was just done. That was just it. Like, he didn't want no revenge. He wasn't bitter or nothing. He was just done. Um, And I say that because it all reports show that he would ask Linda about her pregnancy. He moved out the beginning of May. And the and she Linda told him, "Hey, I'm pregnant." As soon as he left, she was pregnant. <laughs> like he was like, "I'm leaving." She was like, "I'm pregnant." Like it, I'm sure that's exactly how it went. Like it, he he said he hadn't heard it before. So when he leaves, Linda's like, "I'm pregnant," but he goes anyway. Linda would call Jose on May the fifteenth to tell him that she would be giving birth to their son the next day on May the 16th. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all y'all heard it right, okay? Now, because Jose had moved out and the lease was almost up at the apartment that they once shared together, Linda had gotten a storage unit. And while taking things to and from the storage unit, she would tell the worker there that she was pregnant as well. And she was just getting things in and out of the storage for the baby. Well, on May the 16th, the police called Linda and they asked her if she could come in for questioning. Linda asked why. And the police tell her that something bad has happened in the, in the apartment complex that she stays in. So Linda tells the police, hold up, okay. I'll be there, but it's going to be about 30 minutes because I'm in my daughter's car and I'm about 30 minutes out. And so the police are like, that's fine. But when Linda shows up, she doesn't show up in her daughter's car. She doesn't even show up driving. She gets dropped off. 
So the police are kind of looking at that like, okay, so what happened? But it could be that she had to, you know, give the car back to the person whose car was. Who knows what the situation was? But once at the station, the police tell Linda the reason she's there. And the reason being is because a neighbor of Linda's tells the police that she told her that she would be giving birth to a little boy the next day, but Linda didn't appear to be pregnant. Now, mind you, she going around telling all these folks that she pregnant, but she don't look like she pregnant. And that doesn't mean much because I know when I was pregnant, I was already big. So it didn't look like I was pregnant. It just looked like I was fat. Just being honest, it didn't. So Linda wasn't the smallest lady, but she wasn't big either. But I could see where, you know, if you wasn't just looking, you might not see a baby. And so I could, I'm gonna stay out there lady's business. But the lady at the apartment complex told the police, I recall this lady named Linda telling me that she was going to be giving birth to a little boy the next day. Okay, so I know y'all are like, Siobhan, why would this even matter? Why Why does this crazy lady saying that she's having these babies, what's, what's the deal with that? Well, the reason why it mattered is because two houses down, a couple who had just moved in, a Mexican couple, they had just given birth to a baby boy not even a week ago. Their house was invaded. Two men were tied up and Johanna, the mother who had just given birth to her baby who was not even a week old, was kidnapped. Now, one of the men who was hogtied told the police that while the men who broke into the house, they said it was anywhere between three to five men who broke into the house. One of the men was on his phone with someone and he heard the man ask the person on the other line, do you want us to take it? They didn't know what it was. Um, And so the men leave and they take Johanna and they take the baby. So the police tell Linda that, hey, listen, we think you have something to do with this. Linda tells the police that she don't have nothing to do with it, but she might have lent her car to some men who might be involved in what's going on. So the police are like, for real, Linda, like stop playing these reindeer games with us. Like folks' lives is on the line. It's a baby missing. It's a lady listening. So missing so I don't really care what you what you know if what you think or you trying to keep yourself out of trouble because basically that's what she was saying she was like I could tell y'all but then y'all gonna try to put this off on me and you could tell the police officer was pissed off because while you're watching the interview he's cussing at her like forget all the bs like for real like let's get down to the bottom of it where's the baby at where's the mom at Linda eventually leads the police to a house where they not only find Linda's car, they find a rental car that Linda's daughter had rented for her before leaving to go out of town. Now, this is huge because in one car, they find Johanna bound and hogtied in the trunk of the car. And unfortunately, it was too late to save her. 
a plastic bag had been placed over her head and she died from suffocation. But in the other vehicle, they found her baby unharmed and there was also a bag there next to him. And in the bag contained baby stuff, but also the stuff you would need if you were going to cut a baby out of its mother's womb, along with ammunition for a gun that was later found in the house that Linda led the police to. During all this time, Linda is still maintaining her innocence. She's telling the police that she was set up and that she's not sure what's going on. And then the police finally get a hold of Linda's phone records. And her phone records tell a different story. Y'all listen, I don't know why folks think that the police can't track down these text messages. And I don't care if you delete them. Like we are in a different time now. They can they can retrieve them. They know they can read all your business. All your business, all your mama's business, all your grandmama's business. They can read it. There's no such thing as a perfect crime. I'm just telling y'all. So if y'all out here trying to commit one, you're going to get caught. And I'm going to tell y'all a story on here. And I'm going to say, this used to be a sale. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm just saying, just so that, you know, each one reach one. We just want to teach each other not to, you know, not, never mind. Okay. So listen. <laughs> so Linda, they finally get a hold of Linda's phone's records. And they find out that she's been in contact with these three drug men like they're they're these three gang members and she's been talking to them and so they bring them in and they question them separately and they notice that the time that Linda is on the phone with these men it happens to be around the same time that this horrible time this horrible crime took place And so the police are starting to put two and two together and they're like, okay, well, let's talk to the men. And they, 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 they bring them in separately. And the men tell them that Linda was crazy. Like she told them that there was a house that had a whole bunch of drugs in it and it had a whole bunch of money in it and they could have whatever they wanted in the house as much drugs and as much money as they could find as long as they brought her the girl she wanted the girl and so they were like okay well I mean if we finna get all this drugs and we finna get all this money and all you want is the girl then we can do that but what they didn't know is that there was gonna be a baby there And what Linda didn't know was that Johanna had already given birth to her son days before. Linda thought she was finna be up in here being a surgeon. She thought they was finna go in that house and get that pregnant woman out of there. And she was finna get her back to that house and she was finna cut her up and get the baby out. Because again, in that bag, she had the the surgical scissors and she also had some surgical scrubs. What did she need the gun for? Unless somebody wasn't going to be participating, right? Unless you needed to, you know, make somebody do something that they didn't want to do. But once the men got there, and they were inside of the house, they called Linda to tell her, hey, listen, it's a baby in here. Are we getting it? It being the baby. 
And so that was all, really all Linda wanted. They could have kept everything else at that house and just took the baby and that would have been okay with Linda because apparently that's what the police said is that's what she wanted in, at all anyway. She wasn't concerned about anything else. So the informants tell um, the police that they only got less than $1,000 and there was no drugs in there at all. And they said that when they got the lady, Miss Johanna, out of the house with her baby, they did not tie her up. She, they took her out. It wasn't until Linda told them that she wanted her tied up and put in the trunk of the car. And then she put the bag over her head. One of the informants told the police that she just, he couldn't understand how evil she was. It was like he kept saying, like, let's just let her go. And he said Linda kept saying that she couldn't because Johanna had already seen their faces. And so there was no other way she had to die. Well, the police say, okay, well, everybody's going to jail. Linda's going to jail. These three people who were in the gang, they're going to jail. And that's, 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 it is what it is. So they call Linda's boo, common-law husband, Jose, in, and they ask him, you know, he wants to see her, and he goes in, and he says, did you give birth to the baby? And she says, not yet. So if she wasn't pregnant, and, and and she didn't intend on stealing this lady's baby because, again, she's still saying that she's innocent. Why would you tell this man that you hadn't given birth to a baby yet? Why wouldn't you just say, I don't know what you're talking about. What baby are you talking about? So, I mean, like, I would just be in her denying. I don't know what baby you're talking about. Like, or did they pay you to talk about a baby? Like, I don't know what baby, but she didn't. She said, not yet. So while she was in jail awaiting trial she meets a friend named Sarah and she asks Sarah to write a letter because Linda says she doesn't want this to be in her handwriting she she doesn't want anyone to be able to recognize that this is her handwriting so she asks her cellmate Sarah to write a letter pretending to be this person named Oscar Now, Oscar is writing this letter to the FBI slash police, letting them know that it wasn't really Linda who did this, who committed this crime. It was, it was, it was him. And the reason why he did it is because when Linda was an informant for the FBI at one time, she did a lot of dirt. She got a lot of people arrested and this was just payback for all the things she had done and they knew that she wanted to have a baby they knew she had suffered miscarriages and so they knew that this would be the one way that they could get back to Linda Linda's story ended up becoming national attention in Britain and a legal team took on her case for free but this is only after the three men who stated that Linda hired them to kidnap this baby took a plea deal so that they wouldn't get the death penalty. They decided that they were going to testify against Linda. 
Now, they didn't get the death penalty, but guess who did get the death penalty? Linda. And so it didn't help that the attorney who represented Linda, right, was known to be a horrible attorney. They said that this attorney has had over 21 people on death row. More people on death row than any other attorney in the world. Like they said that this was the most horrible attorney they had ever met. And Linda said that for her life to have been on the line, this attorney had only come and sat with her 15 minutes before the trial in which she was sentenced to death. So there was a lot of backlash behind this. They felt like Linda didn't get a fair trial. Like she, like the lawyer just kind of came in and he just wanted the attention because it was a high profile case. He didn't really care what the outcome was. So then now you have this legal team that's been fighting for all these years to get Linda off because, and this is something I didn't know. I didn't know that in some states that if you are charged with the um, with hurting a child or endangering a child, you cannot have visitors from children. It doesn't matter if it's your children, your grandchildren, or anything. So Linda's daughter has had children, but she has not been able to meet her grandchildren because of what she's been charged with, the crime she's been charged with. Also... I didn't know that when you're on death row, you're in your um, yourself for 23 hours out of a day. You only get one hour out for recreation and that's to take a bath and everything like that. And so for over 25 years, Linda has been in this jail with no pictures because she can't have pictures. She can't do anything. And they say that most people who are in jail on death row usually don't even make it to the actual sentencing itself because they usually lose their mind prior to that sentence. Now, I'm not going to lie. I did look and see why do they have them on death row for so long? If you're going to kill somebody and they can't have access to anything, then I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me. It's kind of like torture. So you're going to make them sit in a cell for 25, 26, 36, 46 years before you actually put them to death. But they can't do anything. Like, to me, I would think they would go crazy. Do I think that they don't deserve to be in jail? No, I don't think that. I'm just saying that could really mess with a person's mind. Like, it absolutely could. But Linda is standing firm in the fact that she's innocent. And so she doesn't want to put that pressure on her daughter if she commits suicide. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. If we just being honest, I just, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I just really don't know. I, and here's the reason why they think that Linda didn't do it. They said, why would Linda try to kidnap and carry off a Mexican baby as her own. But then I'm like, you can't rationalize with crazy. Like this is the same lady who had a car seat in the back of her car, a baby seat, but she didn't have no baby. She was telling folks she was pregnant, but she wasn't pregnant. So 
you really can't look at the fact that she was trying to carry off stealing a Mexican's baby. Because even if you look at Linda and I'll post the pictures, she looks like she could be mixed with something. I mean, just looking at her skin texture and her grade of hair, she looks like she could be mixed with something. So I, I, I wouldn't say that wasn't a reason why she didn't do it. Another one they said is because the other defendants, <clears throat> uh, they testified and they got reduced time. The way I think about it is, well, hell, if she was the ringleader, she was the ringleader. If y'all tell me that if you testify on Big Bubba because Big Bubba was the person in charge, I'm going to testify on Big Bubba. That doesn't negate the fact that I was involved. But if Big Bubba was the person in charge, then Big Bubba was just the person in charge. They still got time. It wasn't like they got to go home. They still got time. She just got the death penalty. But she was the person who set up the crime. So I don't see that being a reason as to why she didn't do it because they didn't get the death penalty as well. There are plenty of cases where people testify to get a reduced sentence. They said that the clothes that she had, the baby seed, all the baby stuff that she had was from all of the previous miscarriages that she had. But why is it in the car? Why, why are you rolling around with this baby seat, baby seat in the back of your car if these miscarriages happened a while ago? I don't, like, it doesn't make sense for me. It just seems to me as if Linda didn't do it. She has the worst luck of anyone in this world, anyone I know. Her neighbors kidnapped and killed, okay? She led the police to the body. You've been out here telling folks you're getting ready to have a baby, but you don't look like you're pregnant and ain't nobody seen no ultrasounds, ain't nobody seen nothing, ain't nobody seen, ain't nobody been to no doctors with you. Even her mama said that she had not told her that she was pregnant. Now, if you're going to tell somebody, you out here telling everybody else, why you ain't going to tell your mama? Right. Okay. So then you happen to be in contact with the people who break into this house and kidnap the woman and the baby who you say you don't have nothing to do with. But the phone records show that you there are 11 calls back and forth between you and this phone, but you don't have nothing to do with it. And they setting you up. Right. Then when your boo Jose came and asked you, had you given birth to the baby yet? You said, not yet, not that you weren't pregnant, not that you didn't deny it or anything like that. And I'm just saying the list could go on and on, but the fact remains that I wasn't there. And this was a horrible, horrible ordeal for Johanna and her family. They definitely didn't deserve this. She didn't deserve this. Um, like we were saying earlier to this day, Linda maintains her innocence. And I looked, and as of August 2023, she's still on death row. She's still on death row. She's still um, saying she's innocent. She still has this legal team that is fighting for her. Her daughter and her, um, her mother go to see her every other week if they get the chance. She's like a very integral part of their lives. Her daughter tells her, her children about her. Her children know all about their grandmother. And she keeps her hope alive because she says that she knows she didn't do this and she's going to be free one day. 
So my question to you all is, after hearing all of this, all of the information, and some of you all might have heard this story before. I'll be honest, I hadn't. This was the first time I heard it. So the more I looked into it at first, I was like, yeah, she guilty. Yep, she the one. She the one and the two. And then I was like, okay, but what about... Okay, and it's so much more that I couldn't fit into this small amount of time. So if you all want to look it up, definitely feel free. But I do want to get your opinion. Do you all think that Linda was the link reader of this whole mastermind? Do you all think that she was? Do you think that she was being set up? Linda says that she thinks that because she was an informant at one time, that also could be a reason as to why that they were after her. So there's just a number. It's it's always not Linda. But I'm just thinking if it's not you, dang girl, somebody's out to get you. Like somebody's out to get you bad and they did a really good job of setting you up. But I think she did it. But hey, y'all meet me over at Such A Lady 30 on Instagram or Such A Lady on Facebook. Or you can always email us at suchaladytruecrime at gmail.com. And let me know what you think. Do you think that Linda was the ringleader behind this? I love to get your opinion. But y'all know how we end our shows here at Such A Lady If you are in a toxic relationship and you are looking to get out, you are looking to choose you, we're all here for it. And if you need help choosing you, you can definitely reach out to us and we will get you in touch with the right resources. Or if you don't want us in your business, that's okay. You can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE if you are the toxic Same applies to you. You can reach out to us and we can definitely get you in touch with the resources you need to be a better you. Or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline. Whatever works for you, we just want you to choose you. I hope you all have a great week on purpose. Don't forget, if your morning starts off bad, it's just a bad morning. It's not a bad day unless you let it be. I love you guys. Meet us here. Same toxic time same toxic place next week. I love you guys. Bye.